Thank you. Um, so, uh, good morning again to all of you. Um, for those of you who are new or not met me yet, I, I, my name is John. I am rector here. Uh, I don't know what that really means, senior leader, pastor, you know, something. Uh, but it's so good to see you. Um, we're working through a series at the moment uh, looking at the prayers of Jesus. And we're calling it Teach Us to Pray. Because we feel really called in this season to learn what it means to pray together uh, as a church and as individuals. Uh, this week, um, we are going to carry on. Last week, Nicola started brilliantly uh, in John 17, looking at this prayer that Jesus prayed. And she looked at the first part of it. If you've not heard it, uh, you can now listen back online on our websites, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts, on various different podcast things. So if you didn't hear it, listen, because it's brilliant. Um, and uh, you can follow the whole series on that. But this week, we're going to carry on in that uh, passage in John 17. So if you've got a Bible with you, or you want to get your phone out and either look at the Bible or book a slot in the prayer room, uh, then do either of those things. Uh, I think we'll also have the, the thing up on the screen. This is John 17, uh, beginning at verse uh, 6. This is the words of Jesus praying. He says, I have received you, to the, revealed you even, to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by, by that name that you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to, be, to destruction so that the scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Lord, we thank you for this prayer you prayed for your disciples. And Lord, uh, we thank you that you continue to pray for us. And Lord, we pray you speak to us uh, through this passage today. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I, you won't believe it, uh, but I go to the gym, uh, and uh, I know, uh, I've uh, been going since about May, three times a week, uh, and I keep bumping into people there who are surprised to see me there. Um, the first week that I went to the gym, 
when I felt motivated that I wanted to go and I wanted to be feeling like better uh, in myself and in all sorts of ways. I was like, I'm going to get in the gym. And I went in and I walked in. And I don't know if you've ever been in a gym, but you have to look like you know what you're doing in a gym. If you don't look like you know what you're doing, it's like a nightmare. So I walked in and I was like, yeah, here I am. I'll tell you what, it's a leg day today. Uh, here we, I didn't even know what that meant at that point. Uh, and I walked in, and there was this whole area of equipment. And I was like, I don't know what any of these do, but I'm going to choose that one because it looks simple. It's got a thing that you kind of sit on, and you put some weights, and you just kind of do that. And it does your legs, just up and down like that. So I got some just quite lightweight weights, popped them on, got on it, and I'm like this. Oh, it's very difficult. It was very, very difficult, and I'm up and down, very difficult. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning, so there's only about three people in the gym, including one of the trainers there who was going around cleaning everything. And he was there cleaning and cleaning, and you could see him sort of working his way towards me. And I thought, I need to carry on, because I'm going to look a fool in front of him if I just give up. And he got closer and closer and closer, and I thought, I can't stop. But this was the most difficult thing I think I'd ever done in my life. And I'm like, I can't stop. I can't stop because he's going to think I'm useless and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep going. And he got closer and closer and closer and he came up to me and he just leant down and took the brake off. <laughs> I've carried on since then, pushing on with this hard thing. Since then, I've hurt my back. I've hurt my elbow, I did my wrist in, lifting weights that were too heavy, had three weeks off, went back, and then dropped a weight on my wrist as I went back. I've been bruised, I've been battered, I've been beaten, but I've carried on. And I carry on because as I come out of the gym, I feel better. Even though I might not look any different, even though I might not be stronger or suddenly, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever. Let's find a more modern reference than that. But... Um, I feel better. There's something inside me that feels better. And I think that is at the heart of what I take from Jesus' prayer for his disciples today. He asks the Father to protect them. And we know, those of us who've read any more of the scriptures, that that doesn't look like protection. They go out. Some of them are killed. Some of them are thrown in jail. Some of them are beaten. They're persecuted. They're battered. They're beaten. They're bruised. But yet Jesus has prayed, protect them. And I think what's on offer here from Jesus as he prays for his disciples is, an, is a protection of their holiness. It's a protection of their, as Jesus says in the last, as I sanctify myself, they too may be truly sanctified. He's offering a protection of how they are inside, how they are connected to him. I am better when I am in the gym, even though I get battered and bruised and hurt and broken. I still feel better. And the invitation here is that when we are in Jesus, we are better. Even though we're battered and bruised and broken. Even though the world falls apart around us. Even though we might lose everything or never have anything. In Jesus, we have what we need.
This whole prayer from Jesus is like the mountaintop of love. This is the mountaintop of Jesus' ministry. As he prays in three parts, last week he prayed about his unity with the Father. This week he invites his disciples into the unity with him and the same unity with the Father. And next week we'll find out he prays for the world. But this week I think what we need to take from it is that we need to be praying for each other. And we need to be being prayed for to hold our sanctity, our our holiness, hold ourselves in Jesus. Because we are being prayed for for a reason. The disciples were being prayed for for a reason. As you sent me into the world, Jesus says, I have sent them into the world. Verse 18, verse 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Jesus is calling us to be people in the world. We are people in the world. I feel being a person in the world when I'm battered and bruised and broken and hurt, when life is really tough and difficult, when we're trying to do what we can do in our strength, but we are falling again and again and again. But Jesus is saying the most important thing is your holiness. This um, is this slightly battered and bruised and broken with bits chipped off it uh, case I've had for 25 years. And it has traveled up and down the country with me. And it's been dropped, it's been bashed, it's been stood on, it's been chipped. All sorts of things have happened to it. And it looks dirty and bruised and broken. Yet when you open it up, Inside, look, it's even got something on it this morning as I've left it here. As you open it up inside, this guitar, which I've also had for 25 years, is shiny and in good condition. And I'm not going to play it now, but does still play pretty well. This has lasted the test of time. It's been kept safe. It's been hidden inside, yet still can play the tune. It can still do the work it is called to do. And I think this is a little bit like us. You know, we outside might look battered and bruised and broken. We might have faced loss and hurt. Uh, People might have said all sorts of things about us. We might not have got what we want out of life. But in Jesus, our soul, our self, is safe. I think often we can come to prayer looking for Jesus keep us safe. And our vision of safety is like, don't let this case get damaged. Don't let this case be broken or hurt. But I think Jesus is saying, you've got a tough thing to do here, which is live life. Yet I'm going to keep you safe. I'm going to keep you safe. All we do is to be kept in our holiness. 
I will remain in the world no longer, says Jesus, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you, he says to the Father. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. So how is he doing this? How is this possible? Well, I think this uh, sense of being kept runs right through this passage. The sense that you are in the world, yet also in the Father, is through this passage. Jesus, time, I mean, you can count them afterwards. Time and time and time and time again talks about the Father. Time and time and time and time again talks about the world. Over and over and over again, he repeats those two things. And it's there to make a point. You, each of you, are in the Father. You are united through Jesus with the one who created all things. Right now. And yet also in the world. So what does it look like to be sanctified by the truth? Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself so that they too may be truly sanctified. I think what it looks like is this sense of being fully immersed It's the sense of allowing ourselves to be fully found in Jesus. It's the sense of being, allowing ourselves to be purified. It's to align ourselves with the Father and all his purposes. The will of the Father. Jesus says elsewhere, my uh, food is to do the will of the Father. And the will of the Father is to love. Simply that. I think it's really interesting as we work through, and I don't want to steal anybody else's thunder here, but as we work through this passage in John 17, uh, Jesus is talking about his glory. He's talking about the Father's glory, and glory has come uh, to me. It, it, It talks about the glory coming to him and the glory being revealed. And by the end of the passage, that glory is revealed as being love. It's being a thing that is you don't need to work for. You don't need to do. You don't need to strive. All can be going wrong and failing and yet you can be found in the Father to love. And I think the call this morning as we journey with prayer and as we prepare to have a week of prayer, that is a thing that we are being asked, I think, to do. And it might feel like a small thing. It might feel like nothing much. Or I'll book an hour in the prayer room and I'll come and sit and I'll draw on the paper on the wall or I'll read a book in there or whatever it is. But even that thing that you are doing as you pray is an active thing in the world. It's a thing that the world does not like. It does not agree with. Because as we pray, the kingdom of heaven advances. 
The kingdom of life advances. The kingdom of light advances as we pray. As we go out, we are called to share God's glory as we are holding him and us in together in this unity. We bring his glory, which is a thing the world does not like, does not, enjoy, does not appreciate, but the thing that the world needs. And so how do we do that? Well, I think we're being offered a model here. We need to be prayed for. We need to be prayed for. On Monday evening, we sat here with about 45 people from across our five congregations and started the first round of uh, training in prayer ministry, which is just that. It's the opportunity to pray for each other, to pray for your holiness. That's the most important thing. We said to the team there, we said, there's one prayer you can pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and then wait. Because that's all we're praying for. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what only you can do. And one person there, we went around the room and sort of said, um, tell us why you want to be you know, doing prayer ministry, what it, if you've done it before, if it's something that's interested to you. And she's not been a Christian for very long. She was baptized in the last few months. And she said, do you know what? Prayer changed my life. As I was prayed for in this church, my life changed forever. And I want to give that to other people. I want to give that to other people. That's why she wanted to do prayer ministry. And as Jesus prayed for his disciples, so much changed. They were held in holiness with the Father. So much changed. And so that is on offer for each one of us. I don't know if you've ever been prayed for before. If you've ever been specifically had somebody just stand with you and pray for you. I remember when I was young, when I was a teenager, and this was sort of, we were going to uh, like New Wine, I don't know if you've ever heard of that big conference, and people were praying for each other, and I was like, this looks weird. This looks intense, it looks big, it looks like a thing that is like, I don't know what's going to happen if I step into it. Eventually I did. And all that happened was the Lord met me. He didn't change how I looked. He didn't change anything about me other than in here. He did a work in me. He protected and held my holiness. Despite my frailty and failings, he protected and held my holiness. that is on offer for each one of us. And as a church, we feel that's a really important offer. Because do you know what? There's lots of places you can go to get a cup of coffee. There's lots of places you can go and get a croissant. There's lots of... We get them from Lidl's, by the way, so you can just go there. Uh, there's lots of places that you can come and listen to some music. 
There's lots of places you can sit on a slightly uncomfortable wooden bench. There's lots of places you can do all of these things. So what is it that we've got to offer? Well, I think we've got to offer prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we want to do that. And it's not weird. It's not scary. It's not a thing for other people. Because we want to remain, each one of us, in Jesus. And that is what he prays for us. And that is all that we want to pray for each person here. And so this week, starting this week and every single week, we are going to have a team doing prayer ministry in our services across this church. There will be a specific opportunity to be prayed for. So as you sit there this week, if you think, I want my holiness protected. I want to know I'm safe in Jesus. I want to know deep inside that he's walking with me between now and forever. Then come and be prayed for. If you want to be equipped to step out of the doors ready for the week, then come and be prayed for. If you want to walk on a journey of life with Jesus, then come and be prayed for. Praying for each other changes everything. 